is up, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Vegan podcast. My name's Kristen. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm super glad that you're listening today. So welcome. If this is your first time listening, then super welcome. I'm, I'm super stoked that you're that you're tuning in. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than any of the previous episodes that you might have heard on this podcast. It's definitely going to be a little bit more of a chill chit chat vibe. It's not just me hitting you with some hard facts and stuff like that. I am going to be diving into some super awesome vegan news and and, and we're going to chat about it. So I think it's going to be super fun. It's a little bit different. If it isn't for you, don't listen. But if you're interested in learning about what's going on in the vegan world, then I think you should continue to listen because it's it's going to be a really fun episode. And like I said, you are about to learn a shit ton about the vegan world. A shit ton. And what is up with it right now? In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting about some of the most prominent and newsworthy vegan headlines in the news today. I spent the last couple of days kind of like just scouring the internet and searching around and playing around on Instagram and Facebook and just kind of seeing what some of the most popular and trending articles of the summer kind of have been and the ones that kind of sounded the most awesome and legit that I really thought needed to be shared and talked about. And that's what this episode's going to be. I'm going to kind of just be clicking through some of these articles that I found. Most of them are from Veg News. I think one of them is from livekindlyco.com. I think that's what it's called. Any of the articles that I talk about will be listed in this episode's show notes, just like everything that I usually talk about. Um, If I mention it, there's a link for it. It's in the show notes or the description, kind of depending on where you're listening or watching. So if this is your first time tuning in, like I said, welcome. I'm super, super glad you're here what's up? Now is the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform. So if you're watching this on YouTube, then you're watching the unedited video versions. And for those of you listening on whatever other platform you're listening on, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor, it's kind of all the way out there. I'm trying to get it on Spotify. I like applied to get it on Spotify and it just hasn't happened. I need to look into that again because it should be on Spotify. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be rad. But make sure to go subscribe to make sure that you don't miss any episodes. Go check out the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel. If you like unedited videos, you'll just see me kind of being silly in between messing up and taking breaks and stuff like that. So um, go check that out if you haven't checked that out before. And if you'd like to support the podcast for 100% free, then click on the Amazon link in the show notes or the description. Anytime you go to shop on Amazon, even if you're not buying something that's in my little like shop front storefront thing. And if you're interested, I have a ton of my favorite things. So if you want to just go click on that link and check what I have there, I've got my reusable straws that I love and my vegan doc Martins and my Instant Pot that I love and really good cookbooks and stuff. So if you're interested in some of my favorite stuff, then go check check that out. But you don't have to buy any of that specific stuff on your Amazon trip. Just whatever you buy, as long as you use my little link provided in the description or the show notes, they kick me back like a teeny little percentage of whatever you buy and a little bit adds up each time. So the more people that do that, the the more it helps me and it's totally free to you. It doesn't, doesn't hinder your dollar amount or anything like that. So that'd be awesome if you if you wanted to to do that. That'd be rad. And if you really love the podcast, then please head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a little review and a rating. It just pushes the podcast up there. 
and more people see it. And it just, it's just more out there. And that's, like I say, every podcast, every episode, that's what my goal is. I'm really all about spreading the vegan love as far and wide as possible. So y'all can help me do that by going and leaving a little rating and a review and letting other people know what you think about the podcast. So go do that if you haven't yet. Now's a perfect time to just hit pause. Go do it. I would love, love you forever if you did. So thank you. Oh, and one more thing. Don't forget to share this episode with any of your peeps who might be interested. Go ahead, share that vegan love. It feels good. And that ripple effect is real. I promise. Okay, let's dive right into today's episode. Alrighty, the first little article that we're going to talk about today, let's let's click on this and see see what we've got going on here. All right, the first 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 article, Costco ditches hot dogs to make room for vegan options. I don't know if y'all have heard about this. If you're literally in any vegan groups or you follow any vegans on Instagram or anything like that, YouTube, I mean, this is kind of all over the place. People are making videos, mukbangs, trying the new food. People are stoked about it. I even posted about it in my Instagram story because Costco's huge and tons of vegans shop at Costco and they're starting to notice apparently. And so to make room for like vegan options, they got rid of their hot dogs, which is awesome because hot dogs are fucking gross, like so gross. So it says the big box retailer is revamping its food court menus with new options such as a breakfast acai bowl and meatless El Pastor salad. Both of those things sound delicious. And this was, this article was published on July 10th. 2018. So not too many days ago, not too many days ago at all. So Costco recently made substantial changes to its nationwide food court menu by removing a longstanding meat-based option and adding more plant-based food. I bet people are pissed. (laughs) I bet like all those hot dog lovers out there are like, what am I going to do? I don't think I've ever had a Costco hot dog, maybe when I was younger, but we didn't have Costco in the town I grew up in when I was younger. There's one there now, but I don't know if I've ever had one, but I've heard people say they were good. I mean, hot dogs are gross as shit, but I mean, I can kind of, yeah, I've heard they're good. So I bet people are, I bet people are like, no, my beloved hot dog. But when you really think about it, it's disgusting and not worth it. Eating a bunch of like ground up animal parts that you're not even sure of, like, you know, buttholes and all of that kind of stuff is just in there. And I don't, and it's, it's just so bad for you. Processed meat is super, super, super bad for you, but I bet people are, I bet people are pissed. So they're in the process of removing the Polish hot dog from many of its food court locations in an effort to free up menu space, like I said, for new items, such as the al pastor salad, which is now served, maybe it didn't used to be, with an egg-free vegan dressing and their vegan acai bowl. Is that how you say it? I feel like that's how you say it, but it sounds so like pretentious, which uh, it's added, it added to its nationwide, lati- la- 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 nationwide locations last month. So the CEO, quote, this new plant-based protein salad, I know that excites you. Like that's literally the quote, but it is healthy. Oh, so this is, he was saying this to investors during a recent shareholder meeting. So I know it excites you, but it is healthy. And uh, actually it tastes pretty good if you like those kinds of things. I tried it once. <laughs> That just seems like such a weird quote for Veg News to include in the article, but it's kind of like telling of the CEO and his mindset. Maybe it wasn't his idea. Maybe he's not stoked on it. But Costco is apparently capitalizing on an an in-store trend that's super evident. Like I said, I think a lot of vegans shop at Costco. And they recently introduced that like Donley Farms vegan organic plant-based burger, those like big bags of them. 
And I guess they sold a million units of them in the 60 days after the vegan item debuted in February. A million units in 60 days. So they were like, oh, vegans are a thing. Let's include some vegan food so they'll spend even more money on the food. I mean, there's it's a smart... If you're a smart business you're going to pick up on the vegan trend because it is just going. I mean, there's no stopping it. And if you can take your business in the direction of veganism in any capacity, then I highly recommend it um, because it's just like we're going to keep talking about in, in more of these articles. It's just something that isn't going away because of all the different avenues that bring people to it. So big people, big companies like Costco are recognizing, hey, let's put this stuff on our menu. And apparently it's good. So if any of you guys have tried any of the food at Costco, we have a Costco in Boise, but we don't have a membership. So but if any of you guys have tried it, let me know in the comments below how it is if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, And if you're not watching this on YouTube, then go over to YouTube and it's the perfect place to like chat with me, find this specific episode. You can ask me any questions. You can leave comments. You can tag other videos or whatever. So if you guys, if you guys want to chat with me about this specific episode or any other episodes, then go over to YouTube, type in how to vegan podcast, click on it, click subscribe, go find the little episode and and start chatting with me. And, and I'll talk back to you because I like chatting with you guys. So the second second article that we're going to talk about is another kind of along the same lines, just more companies, more big companies expanding to more vegan options. This one says A&W can't keep up with Beyond Burger demand. Canadians are flocking to A&W for the new Beyond Burger, which according to the chain has caused a Canada-wide shortage of the plant-based patty. Apparently A&W in Canada only, a lot of you probably know this, that that part's not the news, but A&W apparently cannot keep up with the demand for the Beyond Burger. Like they're, like most of their locations were sold out. This was July 17th, so maybe they fixed it, fixed it by then. But mostly I'm bringing this up just to, again, just point out how expansive and explosive veganism is becoming and how big of a part of our society it's going to become one day. And all of these companies that are smart are taking notice and realizing we can make money off of this and we can also be helping animals, the planet, and people's health. So I commend these companies that are doing that. A lot of people are like, I would never go to A&W because they also sell hamburgers. But I shop at grocery stores that sell meat. And for me, supporting people who are making the attempt to carry more vegan products is a good thing because it shows them that there's the supply and the demand. There's the demand for these for these products and they're going to start supplying it even more. And who knows, maybe some of these companies that you like A&W and, you know, some of these other companies, maybe one day they'll be completely vegan. That would be awesome, but it won't happen if we don't support them, in my opinion. And I understand if you don't want to, and that's your thing. Um, I don't, I'm probably never going to go to A&W, but it's good to know. And people who live in areas where there's, there's not many choices other than fast food. uh, And if you're interested in vegan fast food options, I have an entire podcast where I talked about that every single major fast food chain. I talked about all the vegan options. So that was the last episode actually. So I'll leave a little link for that in the the show notes slash description as well. But back to A&W. So in Canada, they added the burger. Uh, It's not completely vegan. I think they have like an uncle sauce and mayonnaise that aren't vegan. And the bun is like technically not vegan because sometimes they use animal products in it depending on the time of year is what this article says. So they're trying to get they're trying to get a vegan friendly bun. You know, a lot of people are p- petitioning them and stuff like that. But yeah, they're they're just running out. I mean, it's a sign that that it's wanted. So the fact that A&W added the Beyond 
meat burger and then that it that it just sold out and they can't even keep it in stock has got to show them that there's a huge demand for this kind of stuff and other companies are are going to start taking taking note but to kind of fix all of this because beyond meat we've had a shortage of beyond meat sausages the new delicious sausages for like weeks they're only available at whole foods i guess and they've been out at our whole foods for weeks but last month beyond meat announced that it will open a second facility in missouri that will apparently triple its production capacity um, before it expands its um, products to six continents and more than 50 countries by the end of the summer. So Beyond Meat is expanding. That's insane. I mean, six continents, more than 50 countries. They're making more facilities. It is just, veganism is just happening, you guys. It makes me so happy. (laughs) It makes me so happy. Veganism has come such a far, such a long way since I went vegan almost seven years ago. So it just feels good to read articles like this and, you know, When I first went vegan, people were like, what the shit is that? And now everybody knows what it is and understands why people are making that choice. It's not so freakish seeming, I guess. Another little food, food article kind of similar. Uh, I wanted to bring this up for all of you US people because A&W in Canada and all these other places, I mean, we hear about the vegan cheese at Domino's in Australia. And it's just like, what are we doing in the United States? This is very small still, but a vegan drive through called Plant Powered Fast Food is expanding to its fourth location, which might not sound like a lot, but it's totally plant-based. Their options sound amazing. And it's expanding to its fourth location, which means it's doing well, which means hopefully it's just going to keep expanding because bring that shit to Boise. We need some vegan food. We have zero vegan restaurants in Boise and it is beyond upsetting. So um, yeah, a vegan drive-thru would be be awesome. So San Diego's Plant Power Fast Food uh, is home of the Big Zack, copycat of the McDonald's Big Mac. I don't know why it doesn't say that. Um, We'll expand to Long Beach in November. So it's a California-based chain, plant-powered fast food, also goes by PPFF, I guess, or I don't know if that's just what Veg News is shortening it to or if they actually go by that, but they're going to open their fourth location, complete with a drive-thru in November, uh, and it's going to go into a space that was tradition, like a traditional meat and cheese heavy eatery, university burger, so they're opening up in that space instead, so instead of being this place that harms all these animals, it's not going to be like that anymore, which is awesome, and so they've got locations in Encinitas, and they're also going to open a shop in Red Redlands, California this month as well. So the co-owner, Zach Buga, which I guess the big Zach is also named after, says, our secret mission has always been to turn more people onto a vegan diet. It's obviously the wave of the future. That's what I'm talking about. Our brand isn't preachy. The food itself is the message. So their menu consists of vegan takes on American classics such as burgers, chicken nuggets, tenders, sandwiches, and the big Zach, which like I said, is their version of the Big Mac. So that's dope. Come to Boise if you're listening um, and keep expanding. Again, that's just another sign that that this shit is just just expanding and for those of you that are that are interested and want it i'll leave links to their menu and their little about us page because their mission and stuff is awesome their menu sounds amazing so you live if you live in california if you live in those areas then uh you might want to check that stuff out so i'll leave those links for you in the little description as 
well. So a couple other little things that I want to touch on real quick, kind of in like the food news arena, is that Dunkin' Donuts, the CEO of Dunkin' Donuts assures that vegan options are on the way. On the way. Who knows when, but they're thinking about it. So it kind of sounds like they're starting up, starting with drinks. They're probably going to offer some drinks, but they're, 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 they've got a vegan donut in mind. So I guess the director of corporate outreach told Veg News the company could roll out another slam dunk by introducing a vegan donut to meet the growing demand. So it's only a matter of time. Big, big companies like, like Dunkin' Donuts are going to have vegan donuts and vegan drinks and all this stuff. And it's, it's just, it's going to be mainstream. It's just going to happen, y'all. And then Starbucks, they added a vegan coconut latte to their permanent menu. Customers can now count on the iced vanilla bean coconut milk latte to appear on the Starbucks menu year round. So it's like totally vegan. It's made by shaking dairy-free vanilla powder and coconut milk before adding a shot of espresso on top. So it's not like their other iced latte beverages that use sauces, which are often not vegan um, as their sweeteners. I guess this is their like slogan on it. Some call it an upside down latte. Starbucks takes Starbucks states on its website. We call it the perfect pick me up. So they're they're releasing more vegan stuff too. So if you're interested in drinks like that, I looked at the the ingredients and stuff. I'll post a link to that too. But it's hella sugary, like hella sugary. Like I I think most of the ingredients are just sugar. So I probably won't drink that because I don't like super sweet coffee drinks. But if you do and you like vanilla and you want to try it, go do it. Or if you have, go go let me know on YouTube how it is. Go let everybody know who's wondering because I want to know. All right. Another another thing that I wanted to talk about is this is dope. So this company called WeWork and WeWork, I guess, is like a, a co-working startup. So WeWork will no longer pay for employee meals that contain meat. Now, I don't know if anybody's done this before, but that is dope. And they're really making strides towards fostering a vegetarian work environment. So it seems like it's this pretty big company. And this article was came out on July 15th. And it says, as of last week, co-working startup WeWork will no longer expense non-vegetarian employee meals. The co-founder explains that the policy change to the startup's 6,000 global employees, so they have 6,000 global employees. A little memo went out and this co-founder said, new research indicates that avoiding meat is one of the biggest things an individual can do to reduce their personal environmental impact. 100% yes. And then he went on to say, even more than switching to a hybrid car. Very true. Very, very true. I've talked about this in other episodes before. So the new policy extends to their little upcoming summer camp retreat where only vegetarian food options will be served, which is dope. So I guess this kind of came about because the food service company Aramar which if, you're, if you've ever been in the food service industry, you've probably heard that name. They partnered with the Humane Society and they trained more than 1,000 of their chefs to create more plant-based menus um, that they've implemented in hospitals, 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 schools, and workplace caf- cafeterias. So that's dope. Like again, another step forward, another big company saying we're going to do something about the crisis that our country and our planet is facing. So that's super dope. I'm stoked on that. All right. This is something that I definitely think I consider not even including this, but I definitely think that it's something that needs to be talked about for multiple different reasons. And the article is fishing, not plastic straws, is destroying the ocean. And this was published on Sarah 
on Sarah on July 19th, 2018 by Sarah McLaughlin of Veg News. I just really wish it was the Sarah McLaughlin that I used to love in junior high, but I'm assuming it's not. Um, If y'all know what I'm talking about, then yeah. If not, then just ignore me. So this was published July 19th and the article states, new research shows that 46% of the plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch comes from fishing nets. So not to say that, that the plastic straw issue isn't an issue because anything plastic is an issue. Not good. The fact that we can dump plastic into our oceans is awful and the amount of plastic in our oceans makes me nauseous. But apparently there's more we can be doing than banning the use of public straws, public straws, banning the public the use of straws in public places. But I mean, that's a step forward, but it's also just another like, kind of like a sidestep towards you what to, away from what you could be doing. So the article says new research gathered by a group of scientists associated with o- ocean cleanup determined that fishing nets are a leading cause of plastic pollution in the ocean. So I guess a bunch of researchers surveyed the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which fucking dude, you guys, that bums me out. Also known as GB, GP. GP, Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is so bad, you guys. It's so bad. Um, it like breaks my heart so much that I don't really, it's hard to comprehend. And that's something that I know a lot of vegans go through is knowing what's going on and trying to do as much as you possibly can, but knowing that you can't save all of the animals, you can't save the ocean, you can't do it all. But knowing it's happening is, it's really hard sometimes. Um, I know a lot of people can relate to that too, because I've, I've definitely talked to other vegans who who feel that way. And it's, you don't want to be a pushy vegan, but it's really hard sometimes not to want to be at least. So anyway, researchers surveyed this GB, 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 GBs, CBGBs, I don't know, uh, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, the GPGP, uh, which is a major ocean plastic accumulation zone found in the waters between California and Hawaii. The researchers took a total of 652 surface net samples, and they concluded that at least 46% of the GPGP plastic was comprised of fishing nets. And then other fishing gear like crates and oyster spacers and ropes and eel traps also made up a smaller percentage of the plastic surveyed. So meanwhile, while this is happening, Australian scientists estimate that plastic straws make up only 0.03% of the 8 million million metric tons of plastic in the ocean. That is unfathomable to me. Eight million metric tons. Tons. One ton. Can you imagine eight million of them? That's how much plastic is in the ocean. Like, uh, it makes me get emotional because that is so fucking sad, you guys. How did we let that shit happen? Greed, money, speciesism, not really giving a shit about anything but yourself. And that's where veganism flips everything around. You start to become a little more selfless and realize, hey, my taste buds don't matter as much as that animal's life or as our beautiful, pristine, glorious oceans or the air we breathe. And my actual health. Once you realize that by switching to a plant-based diet, you can help all three of those things in so many different ways. It is, it's just a mind-blowing realization. So for those of you who are listening and aren't vegan, I hope this is inspirational and and for whatever reason, whatever avenue, if you're a huge environmentalist, I highly encourage you to look more into veganism, listen to more of these podcasts, do a bunch of research because you can make a huge difference by just changing the food on your plate in so many ways, in so many ways. But yeah, 8 million metric tons of plastic is in the ocean and it makes me want to cry. And only point zero. 0.03% 
0.03% of that comes from like plastic straws. So yes, these new initiatives to get rid of plastic straws in public places, like I think Seattle, um, I don't know if anywhere else has officially done it, but I think Seattle was maybe the first place to completely ban the use of plastic disposable straws in public places, which another reason I really wanted to bring this up is because not only is it not the plastic straws that are really kind of the main issue, it'd be awesome if Seattle was like, hey, we're not going to do meat anymore because that's fucking up the environment. But instead, they just kind of choose a smaller problem to focus on, which isn't to say that it isn't it isn't helping. But to me, it just kind of covers up the main problem. But another issue that I have and a lot of people have with the idea of no plastic straws at all, not even as an option, is for people with disabilities. It I can only imagine how difficult that would be to not be able to, you know, pick up a drink and drink it and you spill it on yourself, whatever would happen. There, There's just more to a lot of these things. And I'm just bringing this up, this up because there's more to a lot of these things than you originally can sometimes think. And that's, you know, kind of <laughs> veganism showed me that, that there's more to the story than often is what is told. And so after doing some more research and digging around, I really found a lot of articles where people with disabilities are upset and rightly so and, you know, just feel oppressed by the fact that they don't have the option to drink out of a bendy straw. And I know a lot of people are like, well, what about reusable straws? Some of them might not have access to them. A lot of those reusable straws have to be cleaned with one of those pipe cleaner things, brush things. And um, sometimes those might not, that might not be an option for someone to use their arms in that way. So just being aware and being thoughtful about all of these issues on just a bigger scale is something that I, I hope all of you guys kind of take away from this, because that was something I hadn't even thought of till I stumbled across an article in a Facebook group that I'm in talking about that. And I was like, wow, that is so true. I never would have thought about that, but that is so true. And it's stuff that we need to think about and be aware of. So I'm proud of you for listening to this episode and and really diving in with me. And I hope this was fun. Um, I think I have one more episode or one more article to talk about, but I really wanted to bring that up because if you're concerned about straws and you're turning away from using plastic straws, but you haven't gone vegan yet, or you haven't gone vegetarian, or you haven't stopped eating dairy, do your research. And I highly recommend doing so if you care, care about issues like that, because you can make a really big difference by, like I said, changing the food that you put on your plate. Okay, and we're going to end on this article. I think this is the last one. Yeah, we're going to end on this article because this one's a happy one. And I fucking love Moby. Like if you guys follow his Instagram, he's amazing. I'll leave a link for his Instagram in the description slash slash show notes. But Moby is amazing. Like his Instagram, he's so such a great voice for the animals and just just wants to do the right thing and shares his experience with that. And it's so beautiful and he inspires me and I love his Instagram. And some people might think he's kind of extreme, but I don't give a shit. I love him. So this article says vegan musician Moby to sell $1.3 million house donating profits to help farm animals. And this was published on July 25th, 2018. And It says vegan musician Moby is selling his New York mid-century modern home, and he's going to donate a portion of the proceeds to his Animal Rights Foundation, amongst other causes. So apparently his house is 3,162 square feet, two-bedroom house in Pound Ridge, New York, and it's, like I said, priced at $1.3 million, and it's described on Trulia as like where they're selling it, maybe as the quintessential country getaway. There's a beautiful picture of like part of it on his Instagram. And oh my God, it's amazing. So he, yeah, he, he, if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's literally Moby, M-O-B-Y. So go do that. But he posted a picture of this and I, this is where I learned about this, but he posted a beautiful picture of it. And this was his quote. Okay. This might seem odd. I have a beautiful house in Pound Ridge, New York. It was designed in 1957 by David Henkin, Henkin, 
Penkin, an art architect who worked closely with Frank Lloyd Wright. It's one of the most beautiful MCM houses I've seen, but to be honest, I'm rarely there. I'm going to sell it and take the money to support progressive political candidates, support my animal rights foundation, produce documentaries, and fund scholarships. So dope. He's just dope. And he does this, he does this before. He sell he sold musical instruments before and donated you know, a lot of the money to the PCRM, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And again, in June, he sold his own personal record collection with the profits also going to the PCRM. And he said, I would rather you have them than me, because if you have them, you'll play them, you'll love them. And the money will go to the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. So everybody wins. Well, except me, because now I don't have any records. So in March that he put out an an album titled Everything is Beautiful and Nothing Hurt, and all proceeds from that and his live shows were donated to animal rights organizations and still are being donated to that. So he wrote on Instagram, animal rights are more important to me than any small selfish concerns I might have. But he doesn't just donate money to animal rights causes. He also speaks up for them. And in June, he gave his first ever TEDx talk titled Why I'm a Vegan. And this is a quote from that. Every animal, no matter how big or how small or how wild or how domesticated, wants to be alive and simply wants to be happy. That just sums up veganism for me. And I love Moby. (laughs) I mean, he's just such a badass. Like, I have this huge house. It's worth a ton of money. I'm going to sell it and donate this to charity. And he just tries to live such a minimal life. Like, he doesn't like to travel a lot. And he just doesn't like to spend his money on frivolous things. His house barely has, like, anything in it. He's just really inspiring. So if you don't follow him on on Instagram again, go do that. And I'll leave a link link for his, his TEDx talk in the in the show notes as well, because I haven't watched it yet, uh, but I'm, I'm definitely going to do that ASAP. So I think that's it. That's all the articles that I had for you guys. I really hope you liked this episode. Like I said, it's a little bit different, but it was kind of more fun. Just kind of chill, sit down, hang out. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's in the news right now. And I would love, love, love for you to head on over to YouTube and chat with me about it. Let me know what you thought about this episode. If you like it, if you want me to keep doing it. Again, these were kind of like the last kind of couple of months, the article roundup. So if you want me to do like this again in the fall, maybe I'll do it again in the fall. If you want me to do it every month, let me know if you have any ideas on that. Let me know if you don't like this idea at all. I'm all I'm all for any input you have. So go subscribe on YouTube. Like I said, it's a perfect place to ask me questions and to connect with me. And please go leave a review and rating and share this episode with anybody that you think might be interested in it. Again, go click on that little Amazon link and use that anytime you shop on Amazon. It kicks me back some money and helps support the podcast because I'm just doing this for free. I'm just trying to help the animals. So if you want to help me out, that'd be awesome. Every little, little bit adds up. So, and again, if you guys have any ideas for an episode, go leave a comment on one of my YouTube videos and As always, all of the links that I talked about and anything that I mentioned will be in the show notes or the description of the video or the podcast, wherever you're listening or watching. Or you can head on over to kristenemily.com slash podcast and find the episode there and all of the links to everything. So that's a good jumping off point. If you're like, where do I find the podcast? Just head on to my website, kristenemily.com slash podcast. Alrighty, I think that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was fun for me. I love learning about what's going on in the vegan world. And I think it's helpful for everybody to kind of be in on the same page and know what's going on. So I hope you had fun. I hope you have a really good rest of your day. And I will just catch you in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Peace out.